0: Star Trek Discovery teased a gravitational anomaly that threatens everyone. What does it mean for the crew of Discovery? I've got answers from showrunner and executive producer Michelle Paradise. Here's the second half of our conversation. I'm Roger Chang. This is your day of the charge. As you mentioned, Michael Burnham is, is finally captain after, after four seasons. Um, it's just very unusual. I remember as this show began that like she was kind of off to the side a little bit. That's where the perspective is skewed. Now she's in the captain's chair um, and and almost immediately there were some questions thrown about it in this, in this first episode, which was interesting. It wasn't just like hurrah, she's, she's leading. There's actually some questions about whether or not there's some aspects of her leadership that, that again, going, going back to that is questionable. Uh, I'm, I'm curious how, how you're going to be digging into that further in the season.
1: Yeah. Well um, I think, first of all, the the expectation was always that Burnham would be in the captain's chair uh, one day. You you have someone like Sanika, and you just want to see her in the captain's chair eventually, of course. So, but uh, but the thing is, um, while Burnham has had a three season journey to get there, what being in the captain's chair is a journey in and of itself, um, and we this was going to be. Uh, it's the only, it's our only opportunity to see her in the captain's chair for the first time. And so we really wanted to explore what is that journey like now that she's captain and we're not calling the captaincy into question at all. It's just, how does she, who is she now that she's in the captain's chair? What is that evolution of growth for her now that she's in the captain's chair? And so for us thinking about her season arc, it was uh, what is her captain's journey? And we would go into every episode asking ourselves the question in this episode, what is Burnham's captain's journey? And what is she going to learn in this episode as captain? How will she be challenged in this episode as captain? And then there's a, there's a nice arc for her over the course of the season from uh, the beginning to the very end in terms of her captaincy. And you know, hopefully our audience will, will also feel and get to see how she grows and changes over the course of the season as she has to navigate all of this stuff.
0: Yeah. I'm just curious if there are any other teases for what some of these other characters are doing. Like I, in particular, like I noticed with uh, with Tilly in this first episode, just sort of looking back to when it began, she was sort of, she's largely a source of humor. And speaking of leadership, there was kind of a leadership arc that she's been on the last several years. And to the point where now it's like, she's not sure that's what she wants, even as she gets closer to it. I'm, I'm curious what, the, what we'll see from her this season.
1: Yeah, Tilly's is an interesting journey this season. When we um, when we started at the beginning, she's kind of wrestling with uh, her place in in things, and I I think the anomaly will uh, create those sort of uh, or continue those sorts of questions for her and helping her dig deeper to um, uh, what do I really want and uh, what's what's fulfilling to me. The experience of the end of season three. Uh, was challenging in many ways for her, um, and so the the question of where is she now, and then in a world of such uncertainty, uh, what does she do with that? Um, uh, I can't really say too much, but it's it's a very interesting journey for her over the course of the season as she wrestles with some of these things. Got it. And uh, Saru
0: is starting the season not with the ship. Um, he's okay. back in the. He will
1: home. be back. He will. Okay. I-, <laughs> I feel like I need to emphasize that he will. <laughs> everyone's just concerned that we're losing uh saru we're not losing Seru. i think just because everyone loves doug jones and, like, he's so there, awesome he really love is he's he great <laughs> he, he um
0: but where? i mean can you tell a little bit tell me a little bit about where where that that arc is and, and how you know his time apart from the cast uh you know how that sort of affects the overall storyline for this season
1: yeah so for saru uh, last season, um, we he found Sukal. We left him in a place where he had found that connection uh, and took Sukal back to Kaminar. And, and we really wanted to honor that journey when we started season four. We didn't want it to be... Yeah, I dropped Sukal off a little bit ago, and now I'm back, and that didn't matter. Um, so we start him in a place where he is back on Kaminar and he's with Sukal, and and much like Tilly, he's thinking about questions of uh, where do I need to be, and what's important, and uh, what where can I you know do the most good, if 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 you will. Um, It's, you know, we will absolutely 100% get him on on back on board discovery. But for him over the course of the season, it really will be a bit of a push and pull between uh, I, I feel the need to be in two places at once kind of thing. And now we have this anomaly out there in so much uncertainty, where should I be? Where is the best place for me to be? How can I help the most is that they're on Kaminar uh, with Sukal and with the council and, and on a specific world? Or is that with discovery and looking at the big picture and trying to solve this big picture anomaly that that um, threatens so, so many people, uh, so many species, excuse me, and worlds and all of that? So uh, it will be a push and pull for him over the course of the season, and uh, and certainly the anomaly uh, as we continue forward, and the uncertainty of it all will uh, will impact how he feels about all of that and and the things that he's wrestling with.
0: Got it. And and any other teases that uh, you could uh, give us for for some of the other characters or some of the storylines, maybe you're really keen for viewers to see.
1: Yeah, um, well, we did uh, we did promise at the end of season three, uh, just to speak to dear and Gray for a moment. We did promise that Gray would get a body. We absolutely fulfill that promise, so that that feels important to mention, just because uh, that was such a, a big part of the ending. Um, I'm not sure what else I'm not sure what else to tease. Uh, I don't want to give anything away.
0: Okay, fair You'll enough.
1: See You'll see Grudge this season. Okay, yeah. I, he was Grudge mentioned. as cranky as ever. Okay. He's not changed. Our <laughs> heroes will change over the course of the season, but <laughs> will remain cranky. Well, so. it's good to have some consistency. The show,
0: for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With, with so much uncertainty, right? You got to have that anchor.
1: Absolutely. So. Grudge is the anchor for the show. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, well, I guess
0: lastly, uh, you know, Paramount Plus is is building out, you know, its universe of Star Trek shows. There's, there's obviously Picard. There's Lower Decks. There's just a number of shows and i'm curious that if like there is at any point or talks or considerations of a crossover i know these shows all span different times and in some places continuity but uh is that a thing like uh you know like an avengers type you know show or show or movie or something that brings them all together
1: It's great. Um, I think that's that would actually be an Alex question, if if that's something he's uh, the the architect of this universe. Um, But we we absolutely because these shows all exist in the same universe, we do want to make sure that they talk to one another in the sense that uh, we're aware of the storylines that are happening on the other shows. And we're making sure that. Um, you know, if, if something happens in Picard that we're not in Discovery saying uh, a completely different thing from that time, <laughs> that we're not that we're not uh, conflicting. So it, it is very much this is very much a, a world and we want the canon to be uh, rich and consistent and all of those things uh, in terms of I, I think with crossover, you're asking uh, is a character for one show going to go visit another show? That would be an Alex uh, question for sure. Um, is, it, is all that continuity
0: and canon just being kept in Alex's head? Or is there someone who actually is dealing with <laughs> we, keeping it all straight?
1: You know, we actually, there are, uh, <laughs> there are folks who uh, do all of this and keep all of this. And we also... Um, as, uh, those of us who run the various shows, will get together periodically and talk about what are the storylines that we're doing? Uh, is there anything that we need to be aware of so that, uh, we're, we're keeping those things straight. And then, you know, Alex, the folks at secret hideout, um, uh, we have John van sitters, who's uh, amazing. We've got a, a bunch of folks who are involved in all of that and who help us track, uh, the canon of it all so that we make sure everything feels uh, consistent between, uh, between all the shows. It, it feels really important because if you, if, if you love, I, I don't know, um, Lower Decks or Strange New Worlds or Picard and just Disca- like, you don't want to find out that something happened on Picard and then you watch Discovery and then they're saying, well, that happened in 200 years later or it never happened right, at right. all. And right. So. <laughs> Uh, we, we definitely want it to, it, it is a universe, 100%. We want it to feel that way for our viewers. That's it for part two of our
0: conversation. I'd like to thank Michelle for her time and the thoughtful discussion. For all of our Star Trek coverage, check out CNET.com. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at The Daily Charge. It's time for direct text messages from me by heading to CNET.co slash Daily Charge. And if you liked what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.